What is going on, everybody? Welcome in here to episode 152 of the Get After Podcast. We have a treat for y'all today. Uh, I'm joined by um, author and relationship coach Shauna J. Harris um, in this episode of the podcast. We had a lot of fun. Uh, she just put out her book, uh, Speaking of Sex, uh, Reignite your, se- uh, your re- Reignite the Spark in Your Relationship, Spice Up Your Sex Life, and Create long-lasting love. Um, We had such a cool conversation, Uh, and it's something that we haven't talked so much about on the Get After podcast, which is why I was was really excited to bring her on, and we did this interview a couple weeks back, Um, and I want to highlight a couple things about her book. Uh, She really talks about how to make sex an easy and enjoyable topic of conversation, easy tips to increase your six levels of intimacy. She's going to go into a couple of those on this episode here today. Um, how to initiate sex with confidence, simple strategies to resolve any conflict, how to bring back the fun into your bedroom. Um, as much as this is entirely focused around sex and dating and your and relationships, there's a lot of practical skills I think you could pull out of here and apply them in a lot of areas of your life. I want to thank her for volunteering the time to join us on the Get After Podcast. We had a lot of fun. I want to bring her back at some point as well. Uh, because we 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 literally could have kept going, um, and we we probably should have honestly. We had we had some tech issues in the beginning, and I had a I had a hard out. I had a a dinner I was running to that night, and we 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 had to keep this as short as we could. Um, but that being said, there's it's packed with content. You guys are really gonna love this. Uh, without further ado, let's cue the intro, and we are joined today by Shauna J Harris. Let's go, cue it, let's roll. This is the Get After It Podcast, where young professionals, entrepreneurs, and action takers learn what it takes to be a high performer. This is more than a podcast. It's a movement. Now, let's get after it with your host, Aaron Griffin. I am so pumped for this conversation here with, well, Shauna, first of all, welcome Get after a podcast. I'm so stoked to have you. We're, we're joined by Shauna J. Harris, uh, who's best-selling author of Speaking of Sex, Reignite the Spark in Your Relationship, Spice Up Your Sex Life, and Create Long-Lasting Love. You know, this is what we do on the Get After a Podcast. We talk about love. We talk about all of the conversations you don't get from all the people who are unwilling to go to the edges of, uh, uh, to the edges of, uh, of our world. And the reality is... Um, Shauna reached out to me about potentially doing a podcast and I told her I automatically respect and it wasn't in a way that this wasn't the first thing we connected with we had already been connected she's got she's a very successful best-selling author on Amazon I mean Shauna is awesome and I'm really I really appreciate your time I want to start there I really appreciate you volunteering your time to to talk to our uh, talk to our audience because this is I was really excited when you reached out about this because frankly your book talks about a subject we want to avoid. We don't want to cross it with, uh, especially here in the Get After podcast, we talk a lot about high performance, how we're going to sustain success over a long period of time, how we can get after it every single day. These are the things that we love to speak of. And sex just doesn't seem like it totally fits into the equation. We're going to go somewhere else for that. But the reality is, if you're going to be a high performer, there's a huge, there's a lot that we can learn from not only studying your book, but the, the work that you do with clients, I'm really excited to just kind of dive in here and talk about a lot of these principles because a healthy sex life is important. 
And no matter where you're at, uh, either if you're coming from a religious perspective, I mean, I'm Christian. We're not, you know, we're, we're, we're talking a lot about, frankly, at the bare bones, we want to talk about some of these. I, I've got, I'm really excited to go into the actual contents of your book and why, frankly, oh, there's so many things I could go, Shauna. I told you I'm terrible with raw introductions. This is the first thing I said. I said, we're going to post record the introduction. It'll be much better. But I really want to get down to things that people are uncomfortable with talking about, but it's really important in their life. So I'm really excited to have you on the show. Thanks so much for volunteering your time here today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the opportunity. I'm excited to be here. So first of all, very controversial title. And, and uh, for those that are, um, haven't, haven't, are, are unfamiliar with Shauna and her work, she's got this book. It's speaking of sex and it's big and it's loud, right? This is something we don't want to talk about, right? It's something it's, we're supposed to whisper. It. We're not supposed to talk about it in school. We're not supposed to talk about it. Uh, in a, in, in, and it usually gets left to, frankly, you know, other circles and friends or whatever the case would be. We're talking about this out in the open. I'm really curious what, what inspired you to write the book in the first place, because it takes a lot of courage to put out a book like this, where how many people are going to look at this and just snide at it immediately, when the reality is you help a lot of people, Shauna. I mean, I, I can recognize that. I know in the work that you do. So could you give us a little bit of a proper introduction? What's your background on this? Why are you speaking about this? What gets you fired up about this? And also, frankly, um, welcome to the podcast. Really excited to have you. If you could tell us a little bit more about why you wanted to write the book in the first place. I would love to. Okay, thanks again for having me. So I think if I were to go back um, to when I was probably in, in high school, um, I loved high school because I loved the social, social aspect of it. I'm, a, I'm an extrovert. Um, at heart, uh, with a teeny bit of introvert, but um, my favorite, favorite course that I ever took in high school, because numbers were not my friend, until I fully understood them and just kind of let go of the resistance and then whatever, I understood them. But um, if I were to pick my, my favorite course, it was a PLS course, which was personal living skills. And it was a, um, the big chunk of it was a human sexuality. And I walked out of that course with I think 110%. And I just loved it because it was very, very different from the, you know, the, the curriculum in which we, you know, we typically think of the math, the science, the social, all those kinds of things. Um, obviously, it intertwines with science and I'm fascinated by the human body. So that was one thing that sort of tweaked my interest and serving was another thing that I absolutely love to do. Um, I too am a Christian and grew up in the church. So this topic, um, to me, when I initially, you know, the little light bulb went on in my head and I thought this is something that I want to run with and want to, want to go with, um, mm -hmm. I just, I just, I had to follow where I, you know, where I was being led because again, like you said, this topic is, is, is one that we don't primarily talk about a lot and we should, because it's, it's just like anything else that we do we tie our shoes, we brush our teeth, we take care of our kids, we go to work, we, you know, if, if you're married, if you're not married, if you're in a, like any, any type of, type of relationship, you need to take care of it. And um, I, like I say in my book, there's this top, there's this uh, saying that money makes the world go round. And I kind of squ squash that. And I, I don't, I honestly don't believe that. I think it's communication because no interaction happens without some sort of um, communication. And so my background, uh, I went to university um, 
in Alberta, in Canada, um, as a teacher. And I primar primarily taught sixth through ninth grade. Loved it so much, but I would always look forward to the human sexuality part of the course or the curriculum because that's when, you know, you, you remove the desks, you remove the masks, you sit down on the floor with the kids and you just talk and you talk as people. And um, I, I just, it just fueled a fire in me. So um, I initially was a teacher, again, loved that so much. Uh, and then um, I had my two kiddos and we moved to the United States uh, for an opportunity and um, thought as my kids were getting older, you know, the time is gonna come where they are going to leave and there's something more for me, what can I do? And so I did some soul searching and I was certified um, as a health and wellness coach. Um, I started doing that. And again, I loved it because I love to serve and I love to help people with whatever they need help with. But again, I just felt this itch and I, you know, came full circle to high school. What, what did I love so much about the education part of my life? And it was um, helping people and teaching people about their bodies and why it does what it does and the differences between, um, you know, men and women and why we work the way we do. And um, I did have a wrench in, in my life in which my, um, my I'm, I'm remarried, and, but my, in my first marriage, um, I had um, an, an experience with uh, mental illness um, mm -hmm. of my partner and it wasn't taken care of and it turned into an abusive relationship. And communication wasn't something that was ever taken care of in our relationship. It wasn't fostered. It wasn't something that was important and I'm not sure like when I look back I, I look at you know when you you know high, hindsight's 2020 and I'm like gosh Shauna like this is what you do for a living um wh why didn't you change things then but you know when you're in the thick of it and when you're in a, an abusive relationship and you're trying to um sort of not mask but protect you I was trying to protect my kids and trying to protect my family or myself. So you communication becomes something that you do on a must, I guess. Um, uh, communication is something you do when you have to. It's something, mm -hmm. it's, it's something that um, you do to diffuse a bomb or to um, get out of a situation or that it was a defense mechanism for me that that's the only time I really basically used communication and um, in the bedroom um, it was a checklist it was when he wanted it a b c and d and then it was over and I, I knew I'd be safe for or I'd be okay for the next whatever until it you know it, it went down that road again and I just through, through my education and through um, helping clients in the, in, the, in the past number of years, that's something that I don't want anybody to ever have to go through. And so if I can help people when there are red flags or when they're frustrated with something, mm. I, I just, I just, it's my passion. I just, I am, I'm so, so ready and so willing to to help anyone not go down the same road that I did and um, in my current relationship now it's just a complete 180 and I'm just so grateful and so do you, happy do you think I, you had do you think you had to go through some of those experiences to get to the relationship you have today absolutely because I grew up when I was a little muffin like vulnerability was a weakness and mm -hmm. you 
you need to mm -hmm. be strong and you don't need anyone's help and mm -hmm. you are going to do this on your own. And that's just how I grew up. Yeah. And so, you know, you figure things out and, and you obviously with your life experiences, you learn new ways and better ways. And I always say, you know, when you know better, you do better. And um, so I, I didn't know any better. And for me, looking back, if I had, you know, opened up the, actually probably pulled down my wall, my defensive wall first and opened up the, the you know, the path to communication, um, things probably would have gone differently. Um, but again, an abusive relationship is an abusive relationship. And it's something that I know I needed to get out of. But the, the tools and the, um, the skills that I have learned in my past relationship, along with my education, like my, my relationship now is so different and it's so healthy and communication is expected. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, everybody has needs and, and when you don't express your needs, your needs are not going to be met. And what happens when needs aren't met, you know, anger, resentment, sadness, depression, anxiety, like all of those things start to start to you know unveil themselves and so mm -hmm. i just think that uh you know communication is is the glue to a relationship and and you know when we start communicating and everyone says to me well how do you do this how like i'm in i'm in such a spot it's been 10 years it's been five years it's been you know whatever the amount of time that you've been in your relationship it doesn't matter the amount of time right Right. I just, you know, everything I look at, you look at, like, think of your, your favorite meal. Like I love cookies and I love, love to bake. So think of a massive giant cookie. You don't just shove the entire thing in your mouth at once or a big, huge hamburger or a big, huge pizza. You don't just like shove the whole thing in your face. You take it bite by bite. And so I, you know, relate that to communication as well. You, if you're in a spot where you just think it's so overwhelming, you just take it little bit by little bit and you start, yeah. I, you know, I give some tips and tools in, in my book as to, you know, how to do that. And um, sex is no different. Yeah, it's hard to talk about, but you know, once you start and once you make it a regular, un, you know, comfortable part of your, your communication, like anything can come up and it's okay. You know, I, um, it's so interesting. We're talking about, well, specifically talking on communication points. I can't help but think I'm going back to a conversation I had um, earlier today with uh, someone on this podcast where we were talking, it's just like with, with sales, when somebody has a sales problem, it, it's really not a, it, it comes down to there's, there's, there's ways that you can have success in sales that's not actually really beneficial on both sides. You can sell to somebody's ego pretty easily or driving through uh, a result where ultimately, and what I mean by that is putting somebody in a position where if they don't have what it is that you are selling, they feel inadequate. So they must buy. Right. Right. You're putting someone on edge. That's, that's, that's really just a power dynamic. And it goes into multiple different facets, whether it's sales, whether it's sex, whether it's we could go down the line, right? And ultimately, sales is simply communication. And if you're if you're in it for the right reasons, which is what, what really comes down to what, what do you want out of something? Do you want to build a relationship out of something? Whether it's business or sex. I mean, this is it. Get after a podcast. We're combining business and sex principles. We are. But I love it. it. 
at the end of the day, it's, it's not about selling somebody or putting them in a position where they feel they must be made adequate by purchasing your, your product. It's about communicating the value of your product, but first having a communication with them to understand, frankly, are they the right person for you and your product? Because we could, there's, you know, it's like ultimately at the end of the day, there's a lot, there's a lot, there's, it, it all comes down to results. So that's why I asked you your questions. Like, did you have to go through some of these challenges first? Because the way we learn ultimately a lot of time is through a broken result. It's one of the yeah. best lessons, right? I want to, I want to go and you, you, uh, you said something, I want to read, read from the book here. Um, you know, when, when <laughs> you, you, are right. When things, it's interesting to note. And when things get tough, when life gets busy, often the first thing to go is our sex life. Yeah. Uh, we tend to focus on the logistics of things that need to be checked off of our list. Um, and the emotional aspect of our relationship gets benched. Um, we have to begin to be more aware, uh, you, you know, Oh, well, I'll finish this one. We, we, we have to begin to be more aware when we feel ourselves starting to neglect the attempts at connection and intimacy. Connection is critical for the vitality of our relationship and our sex life. It's so powerful because I think about it. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking about it in the sense that it's, it's basically you putting yourself after everything going on. As an entrepreneur or as in business, it's very easy, you know, screw entrepreneurship, screw, screw business. In life, it's very easy to put deadlines from our work and for other obligations before that involved other, other human beings before the deadlines that strictly involve ourselves, right? right? And this is really, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a further communication of the point that you gotta be selfish some points. Right. And, and, and especially if you have a partner, if you have a spouse or if it's simply, a, you know, if you are dating somebody, how, how much do you value the intimate relationship you have with that other person? And I want you to kind of go into this because I think one of the things that people really, you know, and I know, I told you this, I'm no relationship expert. I can tell you a lot about businesses and sales and individuals and psychology around those ends. I got a lot of reps on that front relationships not my game but they're kind of the same thing though i just i honestly think if if you 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 mentioned the word selfish and i think that that word is just i think you have to be careful with that word nowadays because everybody sees it as such a negative and i, I just think I, I think when okay if, if you take the negativity out of the word selfish I can relate this to maybe more so being a mom. So if you don't take care, well, no, you can relate it to any relationship really. So if, if I don't take care of myself, I'm going to stink at being a mom. If I don't take care of myself, I'm going to stink at being a wife or a partner. If I don't take care of myself, I'm going to stink in my business. So I just don't think that that, that is selfish, so to speak. I just think it's self-care. And I know again, that that word is used a lot. But I, I don't, I don't know. I just think when you have a good relationship with yourself and you take care of yourself, that just, you know, that you exude that. And I think that that comes out in your relationship. It comes out in your business. It mm -hmm. comes out in your sex life. And, and I mean, that's a win-win. So many people go into relationships, whether it be business, whether it be, you know, sexual relationships or friendships with what can I get out of this? 
what can I get out of this? Like, mm-hmm. uh, can I get a sale? Can I get, you know, can I get, you know, sex at the end of the night or whatever? And I just think that's such a crappy way to go into things. I think if, if you can just switch your perspective and say, what can I give to this? What, what can I, what can I do to make this situation better? Like, what can I bring to the mm-hmm. table? What can I, what can I do to make this situation better than it was when I came to it? And I think that, that if you can do that in any relationship, like I mentioned, like you are farther ahead than a majority of the population. Because mm. a lot of people are, what can I get? What can I get? What can I get? And I just think if you just kind of tweak it a little bit, I think that that's such a, a great change that you can make. Well, it, it, you're really getting at a good point here because it's actually... This is so funny. We had like every problem with the internet connection possible before we started recording this podcast. And now we are in it. I, I love this. I'm already loving this conversation. Getting after it. Yeah, we're getting after it. There it is. So, so it, I, I think about what you, it's really, it comes down to the love of money in a lot of ways, right? Because a lot of people, if you're chasing the money, what you recognize is once you get it, doesn't really solve that much or it doesn't satisfy that much because if you can actually focus on giving and it's, I, it, it's interesting. I think back to the, 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 I'm trying to think where I heard this recently. It was uh, it's the, the, the biblical text where they talk about, you know, it's it, people think in the, the Bible, they say you're uh, what is it? Um, uh, that, you know, it, it's bad to, to be obsessed with money. It's, they, they don't say, they don't say that the, the Bible doesn't say that the Bible says that it's the love of money. It's right. not the accumulation of money. It's the love of money. That's the root of it. Because what it is, is money is simply energy, right? And, and, and it's the end result of energy. So it's, it's really accumulated to what you're saying, which is that if you are attaching your happiness and how you're going to feel about something strictly to what the outcome is, you're, how are you supposed to actually enjoy the pursuit and the journey and the things that are actually, you know, what we spend all of our time in ultimately? You're right. I like it. I don't know where to go with that. That's just, you know, I, I think about that. So let, I want to ask you, you know, Shaw, you, can you, can you help our audience uh, understand a little bit of the work that you do with clients and kind of what, what do people come to you with in terms of their challenges and what's some of the big, um, not, of course, to talk about individual clients, but what are some of the biggest challenges that we see today um, where a, a problem in our sex life comes in and it, it really just it, it ripples throughout the rest of our lives? Absolutely. So I think I can... Small I, question, right? Just small question. <laughs> I'm looking up to the sky thinking, okay, how am I going to tackle this beast? No, no problem. Little bites. Okay, so <laughs> I... I my clients are divided almost in half. Maybe, maybe I would say maybe a, a third of them are, I was gonna, I'm trying to think of, of the numbers, the accurate numbers, doesn't matter. So a third of my clients are um, teenagers. And what I do with those guys and gals um, is I'm just an extension of the parent. And so I'll get a, a phone call from a parent saying, hey, Shauna, um, I'm struggling with talking to so-and-so, my daughter, my son, about, about this part of human sexuality. Would you be willing to help me? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I absolutely, oh, I love, I, I love talking to kids and uh, about human sexuality and, and what they know and 
um, like I mentioned earlier, when we have the knowledge, when we have the, uh, the knowledge to, when we have, when we're adults, we have the experience and we have the knowledge base. When, when we have teenagers and young adults that, um, the only place that they're getting information is, you know, on the playground or um, on the school grounds, uh, pornography, um, risky experimentation, or it could be, you know, a terrible experience that that went, you know, that went wrong. They, you know, everyone make not everyone they make assumptions or they consume material that is not accurate, and so it's so. It's so crucial that our kids get the right information. And when parents need a little bit of support or uh, like one of my clients there, they wanted me to, to do the whole thing. They wanted me to start mm -hmm. at A and, you know, go to Z. And I'm like, absolutely bring it on. And, you know, she just wanted to keep coming back and she had more questions and it was so fulfilling to know that I am making a difference in, in somebody's life going forward because her base of knowledge is going to be expanded in, in, in such a way that she is going to make healthy decisions for herself and her body and hopefully make some really good choices and, and have a really good relationship because of, of the impact that I can have and the uh, information that I can give her. So my, that's probably one third or maybe a little bit more of my business is educating the youth on, you know, how to, um, make decisions and then um the other two-thirds or maybe just slightly under is couples or singles that come to me um wanting more information on the majority of them it's um either differences in sex drive yeah um, that's a big one a big huge one that i love is um please help me communicate my needs and my wants. I don't know how to talk about sex because mm -hmm. I grew up, it was super shameful. I was riddled with guilt. You know, you know a lot of us grew up in a, in, a, in a world where, you know, here's a book to read, or I'm not talking to you about that. If I talk to you about that, then you're going to want to do it. Or you're, you know, and that's just not really the way that our brains work. You know, um, so much of the human sexuality program that is taught to our kids is, um, is abstinence and although i am completely behind that there there is the other side that okay if we teach just abstinence to our kids and we just teach them the basics there's so much that they don't know and so i'm from a i'm from a perspective of it has to be age appropriate and and there is you know there's obviously um, boundaries of which you do not cross mm. but equip everybody with the information they need to know about how to communicate what we need, what we want, what we like. Um, then when they get to adults, when they get to, you know, into their late twenties, early thirties, forties and, and up, they're going to know exactly what to do. And they're going to be better equipped to make decisions that, that, you know, give them a fulfilling relationship and an exciting, you know, chandelier, flying sex life or whatever you want to call it so I just um so I guess it would be um and you know there's there's the few um other medical issues that that some people may have but pre predominantly it's the communication the differences in in sex drive which you know a lot of people think is pro uh, you know the male has the the higher sex drive but that's not the case at all um it, it varies mm -hmm. couple to couple so it's just 
interesting. I, I, I enjoy every single couple. Every couple is so, so, so different. So, you know, when they come after the first initial consultation, we, uh, we, want, we get their goals and where they want to be. And we kind of envision that because a lot of it is mindset. And then uh, we make a plan and mm -hmm. we, you know, attack it. I want to, I want to, it's so good. This is so good. So I want to ask you a couple questions on this. Um, ask away. Start, I want to start with um, one that's a, a, a rampant one. Um, it's a big question to talk about, which is, which is pornography and the effect that that's had on the collective sex life of our species, if you want to put it that way, over the last 20 years. Can you, I had a, I had a brain uh, and body like freaking wizard is what I would call her on a, on the show. I think it was, uh, I, I think we had, we had Otakar Klutzky on for episode, I want to say 87 and 88, we actually split it up. And um, one of the things that she talked about was just the, the reason that pornography and masturbation are so addictive is that the brain is addicted to efficiencies and it loves to carry out that efficiency. And if you're allowed to do it, it'll continue to do it. How does that then, how, how destructive is it for our sex life and for our confidence? And where, do you mind speaking about this a little bit? Because I feel like this would be something you, you there's no, I can't even imagine that this doesn't come up repeatedly um, as a challenge in the 21st century for, for the sex lives, of, like I said, the collective. Okay, so I have um, only, only small questions that I came with, right? <laughs> yeah, you did your homework, Mister. Okay, so um, there's two thought processes on this, and it depends on the couple that comes to me. Sure. Okay, so uh, I'm really, really careful when I talk about addictions because mm. there's so many people that are quick to say you have a sex addiction, or you have a pornography addiction, or you masturbate way too much. And I, I, I am a sex positive educator and I think everybody, everybody's brain, um, everybody gets pleasure from different things. Everybody's body works a little bit differently. Yes, obviously we're wired, you know, men are men, women are women, all that kind of stuff. I get that. But the way you receive pleasure is very different than the way Johnny and Sally and, you know, so everybody is so different. So when, when people are quick to say that, you know, you have a pornography addiction or whatever, I just want to say, or if somebody comes to me and says my, my husband or my wife or my partner has a pornography addiction, you know, I, I break that open really quickly. And I ask a lot of questions because Addiction, and if you look at it in the dictionary, addiction states in, in any medical, you know, textbook or any, um, any course that you take when it comes to addictions, it, it speaks to the fact that your daily behaviors are affected. You, it's, it's, it consumes your mind, it consumes your life, it can, it's all consuming. That's, that's when it, you know, that's what a true addiction is. So, I have to be careful um, with the clients that come and if they're coming from a very religious background and um, you know, I, I need to be respectful on that. Um, and because uh, you know, uh, that's where I came from, but um, I also have been educated in that a lot of couples use pornography as a tool or use um, like masturbation um, as a tool in their, in their sex lives to better their sex lives. 
So if one is using it to replace the sex in their lives and it is, you know, causing issues, they're not getting to work on time or their things are lagging, they're not taking care of their kids, like all of the, if it's problematic, then I would address the issue of addiction. Um, if it is an extension of, then I also have to be careful with how I word that. So every couple is so, so, so different. So you can't condemn or you can't say, no, you can't do that because who am I to say? And as long as it's not hurting anybody and as, as long as it's not bringing anybody, um, it, it's not affecting the, the relationship in a negative way, um, I, I don't think that you can tell somebody that they shouldn't do something. Now the brain works in a way in which if it's receiving or if it's receiving pleasure or if it's um, sensing pleasure, obviously it's it's going to want to do that activity again. Mm -hmm. Mm. And so, um, you know, little boys start masturbating when, you know, sometimes even in the, like, even in the womb, you can see them, you know, touching their, their penis or, you know, and little boy, you know, it's self-exploration. It's just so incredibly natural and it's healthy for little teeny people to explore their own bodies. And so um, you have to be careful there too. Uh, I just, you know, when it becomes an, an issue and, you know, the kids get older and they're, and, and they are um, better equipped with, with the knowledge of what is age appropriate and what is appropriate behavior um, in public and private and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I, I, I don't come from it like as a clinical sexologist, I can't say you can't masturbate or you shouldn't masturbate or you shouldn't watch pornography. No, that's bad. That, that's not what I've been trained to do and that's not my job. My job is to make couples the, the level of their intimacy increase in their relationship. And um, depending on what they are coming to me with or what their goal is, it can be used as a tool or it can be used as um, something that can enhance. Um, but, you know, when you look at pornography and like one of my clients, um, he's a 20 year old and he was never, he's not, he's actually not even from um, North America. He's, I have clients from all over the world. So um, yeah. very lucky to have that. Um, but he wasn't given any information at all. And so he asks questions about um, why, why do they say pornography is not real, Shauna? And so it's just down to basics like that. Well, it's mm -hmm. absolutely staged. Um, you know, if you've, like during some of my um, my education, I had to watch how porn was made, and it's extremely eye-opening. And coming from somebody who grew up in the church, I'm like, holy, I can't even. I my husband's like, what are you watching? I'm like, honey, I can't even. I can't. I just this is crazy. I just can't believe I'm doing this, but. It is, it's, it's so educational because it gives you the broader picture. You see behind the scenes, behind, um, like, you know, lift your leg, move this, do that. Like, it's so staged and it's so, it's, it's not pleasant at all once you know, once you know the ins and outs of it. And no pun intended, but I, 
I look at pornography, pornography very, very different after being completely educated on it. Um, mm. There's, there's, you know, people call it soft porn or um, some, some stuff that is maybe easier to watch for some people. And then there's, yeah. there's, you know, the other end of the spectrum where you know, um, it's, it's, um, a lot more intense. And um, I, I just, so, so there's such a broad spectrum of it. And I guess what I'm trying to say is that if you, if you, uh, you know, broach the subject with some education behind it and with some knowledge behind it, then you are better equipped to make the best decision for you and your your relationship like some couples watch it together and um and you know that can be healthy if both of them are on the same page and they want something specific um together out of it and so i just think that that's such a hard question to ask because it's not a, a right or wrong it's not a right or wrong for everybody right right this is really good i, I can we uh i, I want to go there's so many routes I want to go on. So there's a couple of things I'm, I'm thinking on, uh, and I'm actually just going back to some of the notes I took on your on your book here. So first of all, speaking of sex, it's the name of the book. Yes. Why should somebody get the book? Who's this written for? Well, it is written for the couple that wants to increase their level of intimacy. And what I mean by that is um, like a lot of my clients come to me and they are just sort of in a rut or they're, they want something more. They are sort of more like roommates, I guess you could, you could say. And sure. they, they wanna break out of the mold or they wanna know some, some tricks and some tips um, as to how to you know, break the same thing that, that they've been doing for the last however long that they've been doing it, you sure. know, because we, like, we only know what we know. And so if, if you open up your mind and you let go a little bit and like, everybody's so afraid of not everybody, but a lot of people are afraid of rejection or what if I look silly or what if I, I again, like this is supposed to be your best friend in the, in all of the land. And so if you're not going to, be willing to look silly or make a funny face or um like then who are you who, who are you you know like who are you gonna be that with or who are you gonna be that for so i just think a lot of it is mindset like i mentioned before you just gotta learn to let go and you gotta learn to be a little bit more vulnerable so my book helps you you know go through the steps of how to get from you know being in a rut in or maybe not talking about sex or having sex put on the back burner. You haven't had sex for, you know, six months or two months or whatever your time is. That's been, holy smokes, that's been way too long. And, and initiating, a lot of people have trouble initiating. Like a lot of the, the husbands that I speak to or the men that come in their relationships say like, like I'm always the one that initiates and it, I'm, I'm just kind of tired of it. And I, I would love for her to, you know, mm. whisper something in my ear or whatever. And I think you just get in such a pattern. I talk a lot about patterns in the book. 
And everything that we do is a pattern from how we brush our hair to how we drive into our driveway and, you know, how like we go from home to work or home to the grocery store. It's a pattern. And if you don't, if you don't try a different way, you're not going to know like, oh my gosh, I didn't know there was a shortcut this way. Or I didn't know if I, I did it this way that, you know, it, it, it's like the, the, the outcome is so much better. So I just, um, I try to break people out of the pattern that maybe is working for them, but not working for them as much as they would like, or it's not getting the outcome that they, they would like, or maybe it's not working for them at all. They just don't know what to do. Hmm. Let's go on. Uh, this is really good. I think this is going to help a lot of people. I want to go further on this. We talked about, um, can I pivot back to uh, communication? Uh, I have a quote from you. Lack of communication can ruin the best of intentions, right? Absolutely. How, how much of, uh, how, how, how much of it ultimately is, um, this is so funny. How, uh, what, I'm trying to think of how to build this quote. How much of it is expressed communication and non-expressed communication? Like, like what's the split? as opposed to non-verbal, you mean? Yeah, like what's the split? Because I feel like a lot of it would be maybe a lot of the challenges are things that are not set, right? As much as communicate, it's it's in both ways, I guess. So, like, what's the what's the breakdown in terms of is it, it how often is it what somebody says versus what somebody doesn't say? <laughs> Well, I do have a chapter in the book about communication and well, I guess a lot of it is about communication, but there is a part of the book that I actually break down when we have a conversation to somebody or with somebody, sorry, what are we actually saying? And if you break it down, it's crazy because it's 7% are the words that are heard. 38% is the tone of which we use when we are expressing ourselves. And 55 is body language. Mm. So it's, it's huge. So when you say, when you, when you had mentioned, what are you saying without saying anything at all? I mean, that, that, that illustrates it pretty much right there. And I am like the biggest uh, my body language is so strong. So that's something that I really had to work on because, right. you know, uh, and, and I'm sure a lot of, uh, a lot of um, gentlemen out there can attest to the fact that, you know, how many times have you said to your wife or your significant other, you know, how, how you doing? You okay? I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that, okay. So the words that you say, you're telling me you're fine. So I should accept the fact that you're fine, but your tone, ee- it's not quite telling me you're fine and those crossed arms and like the death glare that I'm getting right now pretty much is is summing up that you're not fine so I just think that the delivery that you're choosing you, you have to be authentic and I try to talk about that too like communication builds trust and so if I'm saying to my hubby I'm fine like really like he, he can't trust the fact that I just am fine because I said it's so super snarky and I've got my arms crossed and I'm glaring at him. Mm. So you have to, I, I think that we have to kind of like deep dive and, and say, okay, if, if, if there's a trust that has been broken in my relationship, what's one, what's one trick that you have that, that I could start doing that, that would build that 
slowly. And that's, that's a huge one is make sure that whatever you're communicating is 100% authentic. So the words that you use align with your body language, which aligns with the tone that you use. How you doing, honey? I am so great. Sounds so much better than I'm, I'm so great. Mm. It's like being, it's really being intentional, not only with your words, but also it's, um, I love this, the, geez, this word, uh, I, I didn't know what it, it, it brevity, uh, where, oh, you know, it's not even so much the, the word, it's the amount of words that you use, right? Yeah. Like, are, are how, how, you know, are you, are you, are you being, because it's not fair to somebody if you, if you can't put, you know, your thoughts kind of into what I'm doing right now, where I'm not having brevity and, and, and defining what brevity is. Brevity is, you know, bringing very condensed and bring and, and understanding it's important. And you, when you're in sales, when you're communicating what you're offering, you need to practice brevity because if you don't, it's usually, it's usually a sign of a lack of confidence. It's a lack of um, understanding uh, or, or even a lack of, we always, we like to say, it's like, if you can't, someone asks you what you do, and you can't immediately respond within a half second, you don't understand entirely what you do, what your avatar is, what your angle is, right? I agree. And when it comes down to the problem, I would assume this is really what you help. Is this a lot of what the work that you do in helping people understand what they don't understand? Because Absolutely. when you're bringing two people into the equation, I mean, it's hard enough just with ourselves, right? Right. So I guess what are, what are some practices for couples some of the some of the more mature members of the get after community. What are some practices maybe that if they're experiencing a a struggle in their sex life or their or frankly in their relationship in general? What are some of the things that they can that, that you go through? Because you get a lot of resources in these book. Is there a couple of things that you could kind of tease us with some some practical knowledge that somebody could bring to a relationship or and, and immediately be able to at least get things moving in the right direction? Absolutely. So one of my big, big, big ones is if your relationship is at a point where you're just like maybe pulling your hair out or getting frustrated, it's getting, you know, you're overthinking things and you're getting, this is way too serious. We need to instill a little bit more fun in the relationship. Yeah. And, it, you know, when COVID hit, like I was, I, I was talking to you the other day about, or uh, about the, um, the de decrease in the amount of sexual activity that people are having over the past, um, you know, so many years and then COVID hit and like, that's mm -hmm. not, it's not helping the situation. You know, sex does such amazing things for your body. And, you know, I, I can, I can jump to that in a minute, but when you are not having fun with each other, like this is your best friend, right. then you need to get back to the basics. Like, relationships are so complex, but when we strip them all away, they're so simple. I want to have fun with you. I want to love the snot out of you. Like that, that's what we all want. We want to be loved. We want to be accepted. So let's get rid of like the grime and the grit of every single solitary day. And let's just have some fun, whether that be have a bath together or, you know, go for a walk together. Like there's not a lot we can do right now together, but like every Friday night, my husband and I, we go for a walk and we're just, we leave the cares of the day away and we're just silly and we laugh so much. Mm -hmm. And something that simple increases your 
the the intimacy in your relationship so much because when you are getting those um even when like the little things like you know like when if you if you are a touch person like i'm a touch person and you know um john gottman has the um the gottman institute i don't know if you're familiar with that but it's an a, a, such a great resource and sure. um the other resource the love languages the resource um everybody has there's five love languages um, physical touch, quality of time, um, acts of service, gifts, and I think I did I say five? Anyway, so my mind's physical touch, and you know if you're walking by in the kitchen and and you haven't there's like there's there's sexual touch, but then there's non-sexual touch, and I would just encourage everybody to have that every day, whether you know um, you touch your hubby on the butt or you touch your, your girl on the shoulder or you're on the hand or holding hands during a walk. When you just touch somebody, you, you know, you, there's dopamine released in your body, the happy hormone. That's, that's the bonding hormone. I mean, that also is released when you, when you have sex too. So it just, there's so many good things that, that, um, sex does for your body, but, mm. um, you know, having fun for sure instilling that that element of fun doing something different like we again we get into that pattern of doing this mm -hmm. day do something different even if it's you walk a different route in your neighborhood or you make dinner together it's a new experience that you are you're doing together and and it um it just it ignites something that that has been maybe a little bit you know the flame's been dull a little bit so fun, um, you know, reaching out and touching, um, maybe scheduling sex is, is all, always a, a good one. You know, we schedule everything else in our lives. And so when, when I mentioned this to my clients, like scheduling sex might be something that might work for you. Oh my gosh, no way. I like the spontaneity. I like the, this, I like the, that. Okay. I, I can understand that. And that makes sense, but think of it another way. Like, again, um, there's usually a high desire and a low desire partner. Well, that low desire person's like, oh, I don't know. Like, I, I just, not, I'm not into it right now, honey. The higher desire is like, come on, like I could do this every day, all day. So the higher desire, it get when you schedule sex, it gives them, oh my, I know that on Wednesday I'm getting some and I'm so excited. And then low desire person is like, okay, Wednesday, Wednesday's good. I, you know what, I, I know that that's, you know, when we're going to connect and we're going to enjoy each other. And so it gives them a little time to mentally prepare. So that also helps in, um, in the little sort of rut situation. Oh, there's so many I could give you. Right. Right. <laughs> I want to, um, you've been so generous with your time here and we could go a lot further on this. And, and, you know, I have a heart out here too, that I want to make sure that I can get to. And I also want to respect your time here. I just to, I want to build up to my last question here. Just a, just a couple quick clarifying questions. How long have you been doing this 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 kind of work, Jonna? Well, I've been an educator for oh lord, I don't know if I think can can count that high, but I've I've been um, coaching for just over five years. How 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 fast? I, I don't like the word fast. Um, how fast, well, at least in terms of this, but like, how, what's the average amount of time it takes to piece together? So this is what kind of where I want to, I, I want to kind of close with, because it's like, 
we have a lot of challenges, not only inside of our house, but outside of our household, that the reality is it's going to take us a long time to manifest what it is that we're, we're, we're meant to do on this, this earth, right? That being said, there's somebody who you're meant to be with in that sense. How, how, how willing, and because it, 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 it's, it's a matter of sticking through the storm, no matter how hard it is to bear, um, I'm trying to, to build to my question here, which is really along the lines of, you know, for somebody who feels like they don't have any more patience to try to fix this, right? For someone like yourself, who's, who's been through the ringer on this, I mean, you've been in this for five years, you're, you're, you're a bestselling author on this topic. How does somebody who just feels like they're out of patience come back and get grounded in the fact that this is a, is it, you know, is it something that can be fixed? If it is, how can they go back and go about saying that? Does that make sense? I'm really, I'm really butchering no, I, the I communication. I, yeah. think, I think I understand what you're asking. And my answer to that is this. I don't think that there is any problem that can't be bettered by stripping away all the yuck. Like we often get into patterns where we're arguing about the same thing, or maybe, you know, that usually couples usually argue about the same thing, thing and like different wording and, and such, maybe like the same three things or the same four things, mm. but it all boils down when you get rid of all the gunk, yeah. it's, a, it's a need that's not being met. Mm. So if you can learn to communicate the needs that you have that are not being met, you'll find that the problems in your relationship that you're thinking to yourself, I can't do this anymore. Like I, I'm just hanging on by a thread. I've got one foot out the door. You have needs that aren't being met. And so I just strongly encourage people to reach out for help. Like there's a part in my book that, that says we don't get to where we are on our own. Like as babies, we're not born you know, walking out the door and going to school or walking with a briefcase to work. Like there's so much preparation and there's so much learning to be done. Like nobody hands you a manual on how to be married or to even how to be like a, an effective human person in society. You, we have to figure it out. So why not figure it out together? And that's one of the reasons why I went into this business to help people is because everything seems so complicated in this world, especially right now. And it's not. If you can have somebody that helps breathe some life and breathe some air and just helps you, you know, take a deep breath and understand that it's not as crazy as you think it is. And I always say, if you have a goal in mind, that's so awesome. But the majority of us still don't know how to reach that goal. And that's where right. I come in. And I say, love the goal. We're going to smash it but let's figure out how we're going to get there. And so I help them come up with a plan on how to get there. And so it, when you see a plan, it just like the weight, you feel like I'm lighter because you know, oh my gosh, I know what to do. I, I there, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Right. I've always wanted like, maybe I've always wanted an awesome relationship or I've always wanted a, an amazing sex life. I just don't know how to get there. Well, I got a plan for you and let's make one that's that works for you and that works for your partner works for you together and it's so much fun coming up with it because 
the couples learn so much about each other that they didn't know. And it doesn't matter how long they've been together, five months, 15 years, it, it doesn't matter. Because once you open up that, that, that box of communication that you have, haven't opened up before, it's, it's, you know, it's so exciting and it's so empowering to them. And it's, it's, it's just, it's super awesome to watch. Mm. This is so good for our audience that wants more of Miss Harris. I really appreciate your time, Shauna. This has been so much fun. You're going to have to, and I know you're, you're looking to really, I think you're going to serve a lot of people. And we, we were talking beforehand, I think the first, it may have been the first call that we actually had. We were talking about just how cool the next you know, decade is going to be and how decentralized things are being. And really people are looking for people who can help them. Yep. This is a really great message. I'm really excited to see where you're going to go with this. Uh, how, how can our audience find more of you? Obviously, like check out our book, uh, Speaking of Sex, Reignite the Spark in Your Relationship, Spice Up Your Sex Life and Create Long Lasting Love. How else can they get a hold of you if they want to either connect, potentially work with you or at least follow your journey and your stuff? Well, I've got a website uh, and it's www.exploreintimacy.com. And they can find me there. They can uh, reach me there. I also, um, my phone number, or if they can text me that they want to have a consultation or, 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 or what is 480-594-0658. And uh, I'm also on Instagram and Facebook on Explore Intimacy. Love it. Thanks so much. Really appreciate your time. And thanks so much for volunteering your time. And we can't wait to have you back, John. Thank you so much for having me. I had fun with you. Appreciate it. Yo, yo, you made it to the end of the podcast. Congratulations. I really hope this was, um, I hope this was a fun one for you. We love uh, these interviews. So if this was something that was profound, it hit you hard, share this with a friend. We don't monetize the podcast in any way, shape or form. This is uh, strictly for personal development and growth. And frankly, it's a passion project of my own. So um, I really appreciate you all for not only taking the time to to listen, but uh, in helping build this show. Uh, if it impacted you, the best way that you can help us and you can expand the Get After message is to share this with someone who needs it, uh, to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, um, and to just, again, like share the word, like share this with your friends, share this with people who uh, could be impacted by this. And special, special thanks to our guest today. And with all that being said, I really hope this episode and the daily ones as well are helping you get after it in your life, work, business, whatever it is that you're rolling with. Let's roll. Let's get after it. Make it a great one. Talk soon.